Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Are you tired of being tracked online? There's a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more, all for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Bradfo Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradfo Show. That's delicious. Boom sauce. <laughs> All right, another Brad Pro show. <laughs> hey, Brian Johnson, who do you want to see on a podcast? Hey, you're a veteran of this podcast. Who do you want to hear? Um, Hector Velasquez. He, was, he wasn't available. I asked him. Who else? Uh, let me think. Um, what about Evaldi? Oh, I like that idea. I never thought of that. What, why, why would you want to talk? Why, why should I ask him? Um, I got no prep in this. This was just fly, on the fly. I didn't well, get, you're, I know you're a pro. I, know um, I would ask him. He's only a couple teams short of the whole AL East, isn't he? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, he's got the, the Dodgers are in the AL East. Yeah. Marlins are in the AL East. Hey, yeah, what? No, well, no, that's with two of the teams he's been on. Yeah, I'm saying though, he's yeah. got the he's got the Rays, he's got the Yankees, he's got the Red Sox. Yes. So he's too short. Yes. I mean, like you could ask him, or I could ask him about his cutter, right? Yeah, that would be a good one too. Or that uh, 100 mile an hour fastball in the eighth yesterday. It's incredible to hit 100 miles an hour. Period. And then when you're going in the eighth inning on your whatever he's at 85, 90 pitches, it's, you know, it's almost unheard of. Yeah, I did. Yeah. That's that's right. Yeah, not a lot of starters for 100 miles an hour in the eighth inning. No, no, I don't even. I mean, his like changeup, if he even ever throws one or split finger, is my fastball. What What's the hardest you've ever thrown? Uh, hardest pitch you've ever thrown, besides the mythical 97 mile an hour that, fastball yeah. in spring training. Yeah, that was a. Uh, yeah, that was. Yeah, you got me all hyped up for nothing there. Um, <laughs> I think I was like 95 in college once, maybe in Lowell 95. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Um, well, all right, well, cool. So, so you miss being on this podcast? Um, yeah, I still have yet to receive my shirt. On Put that on record. All right. Well, That's two, year, two years know. running now, two years. Duly noted. Well, in fairness, there's a new shipment of shirts coming. They yeah, say we only had like 3X. 
when you offered me, she offered me a three X. Right, that's why my nighttime shirt. Yeah, it's, well, Mookie actually has one. He uses the nighttime. <laughs> uh, I promise I will get your nighttime. Sh- get your get your T shirt, um, and uh, and we will hopefully, if you'll have me, I will. We will have do another Bradford show soon because it's. I don't know if you know this. It's not crunching time. Yeah, we can. Uh, yeah, we should do one at a destination though. Like I mean, Rick and, and Joe get theirs at Twin Peaks. I mean, what if I, we can't do that? Like, could have done at Foxwoods. No, no, we. I, I'll get a place. Yeah, I get a place. Yeah, yeah. Let me know. All right. Maybe, maybe is there a tropical smoothie here? You said there's one here, right? Yeah, in Rhode Island. I'm not going. Oh, yeah, we're not going there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But, but I mean, I'm. A, do you like Duncan or you Starbucks? So I'll find a place. Oh, okay. I'll find a place. I'll find a place. You know where we're gonna do it? I'll tell you where we're gonna do it. The Lord Hobo Brewing Company in Woburn. Okay. I don't know where that is, but I'm down. Yeah, we'll send a limo for you. No, no. Yeah. Okay. Or I can just yeah, or can Uber. All right. So I'm gonna go run out and get Nathan Avaldi because that's I only wanted to do a podcast that you wanted us to do because you're a F O B S friend of Bradfoe Show. The Bradfoe Show. I don't say it as well as Devers, but... That's pretty good, though. You like when I tweet that out. <laughs> that, was, I, that was really good. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Here we go. Nathan Avaldi. All right. We're honored, 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 honored to have Nathan Avaldi on with us on the Bradfoe Show. And... Um, the uh, the prerequisite to come on the show, obviously, is to pitch your first two games without giving up a run. So you, it's very close. I thought you were going to give up a run, and then you could never have come on this podcast. So congratulations on your start. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. So first of all, Nathan or Nate? Uh, Nathan. All right. Oh, ooh, I like So Nathan... Uh, but people do call you Nate because I've heard people call you Nate, and I don't want to be that guy who calls you something. So why Nathan and not Nate? That's all good. I mean, Nathan's just my name, and I mean, a lot of my family uh, they call me Nate. So. Yeah, but you know, like the random like reporter, like we had never met till yesterday, and so um, so I, I want to be. Uh, representative i want to be uh respectful that's why i called you nathan um but do the guys so does your teammates call you nate or nathan like my my formal name is robert farnsworth bradford back in essex my hometown they call me robbie back in alvin texas correct alvin yes sir so they call you what uh i mean both nathan nate okay yes i mean but your buddies they call you nate or nathan uh, as in both, both. All right, all right, that's fair. Yeah. We'll get to the bottom. <laughs> You're probably thinking, what, what am I getting myself into? Anyway, so how you've been to, uh, this is the fourth team now, fourth organization? Uh, the fifth organization now. Yeah, all right. Uh, Dodgers, Dodgers, Marlins, Yankees, Rays, and Boston. Okay. How is, you've been here a grand total of like two weeks, if that, how is this different? How does this feel different? And it's not a fair question because, like I said, you've only been here a couple of weeks. But how does it feel different? Um, right now, I mean, I would just say where we're at as a team. I mean, we're in that win-now mentality. The atmosphere over here has been great. and uh, You know, reminds me a lot of when I was over there with the Yankees. What, so when you were there with the Yankees, what was, like, you obviously were in the middle of the Yankees series, Red Sox Yankees series. Was there a moment where you had games, like Saturday, you had a great game, you pitched very well, big game against the Yankees. Was that the, the, the biggest stage that you had pitched on, or did you have a moment like that with the Yankees? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I would say I, I, I mean, I might have had one, a couple starts over there with the Yankees like that. I, I remember one against the Astros where I had gone eight innings over there, but I don't know. I feel like this one right now, the way I've been throwing lately, and then just this atmosphere coming over here for, like you said, my first two starts. It's, uh, you know, I don't think too much is compared to this. I mean, that's kind of. Had you ever experienced anything like that, like Saturday? Like you pitched well before, but. I can tell you, like, Fenway Park is different right now than it was in April. It's different right now because people, number one, like this team. Number two, they can smell it. You know, they can smell it, and then they have you come in and do what you did. Could Was that a different feeling from anything that you've gone through? Yeah, I would say that start yesterday was probably, you know... Uh, you know, I can't really describe it. It's definitely been, you know, uh, you know, one of my most exciting starts that I've had. And again, like I said, the way I've been throwing the ball lately, and you know, joining this team, and the way everything's been, you know, developing. And like you said, you know, everybody can smell it, and it's in the, you know, it's in the air. It's the talk around town. So it's it's a lot of fun to be a part of. So why? So you keep saying throwing the ball lately. Why are you throwing the ball? So you, listen, you always threw hard. You always had good stuff. Is this? Would you say that this is the best that you've pitched? in your life i know that's that's a pretty grand statement but um, is it fair no yeah i would say definitely coming off this uh you know my second tommy john surgery i would definitely say this is the best i've been throwing in my career and uh, i think a lot of it has to do with the cutter and how successful it's been for me yeah so i was in the jd martinez scrum yesterday and he compared the, your cutter to <coughs> Corey kluber's so i mean this is tell me a little bit about because this is one of the evolutions of I want. I want. I so badly want to. I so badly want to call you Nate Evaldi. So sorry, but it's. Uh, but uh, so tell me about the evolution of this pitch. This pitch that seems to be making such a difference. Yeah, I mean, I, I've kind of. I mean, I've, I feel like I've had it before in the past, but I just never really, uh, you know, pursued that pitch. And then coming back from the Tommy John surgery this year, uh, you know, working with Kyle Snyder, we really focused on that pitch and. You know, trying to develop it, and it's just been really successful for me. Uh, you know, I've had a lot of confidence with it, and um, you know, I just I try and throw it hard like my fastball, and then that, the action it has on it kind of is what it is. Did you throw it more in the first couple starts here? Yeah, I mean, I've been throwing. I mean, I've been throwing it a lot every game. I feel like I've been throwing it more and more, and it's it's continued to get a little bit better every outing. You know what I was wondering was, you know, I know Cashy, I know those, I know Kyle played here, I'm just covering him. Um, but in there at the forefront of a lot of stuff, what's the difference? It's only been a couple of weeks, but what's the difference here? Like, what's the difference? And is it the shifts different? Is the game calling different? Is the preparation different? Um, I mean, I feel like just a little bit of everything. I mean, right now as a team, we're in that win now mentality, and you know, we got a lot of things to prove over here with the Red Sox and uh, the game calling. Again, you know, you got a different catcher back there. Sandy's been awesome back there behind the plate for me. Uh, you so, know. how did he call the game different than Wilson? I, th- I would just say using the cutter more. I mean, right now, at the time when I was over there with the Rays, I was only using it or into lefties and away to righties, and now I'm kind of backdooring it to lefties. I'm, you know, front-dooring it a few times to righties, and I'm using, I've, you know, the trust in that pitch has really developed, so I've been able to, you know, use it in different counts and in other situations just because my confidence level's there. When, so let's go back to, as you mentioned, you have two Tommy John surgeries. Um, the, the Yankees release you, the Rays pick you up, and the Rays basically said, we're going to get you right so you can get right. Um, talk a little bit about that experience, about because it's, it, it's not your average sort of progression with a team that picks you up. 
did you did they were were they pretty honest about this is what we see and how what we want to do with you um and did it play out like you thought it would yeah, I mean, I can't really thank the Rays enough for that opportunity that they gave me. Uh, you know, like you said, the Yankees had released me, and there was a possibility that we would just try and rehab on our own and not sign with the team if we couldn't come up with a good deal. And the Rays, you know, went out on a limb, and, um, you know, they they offered me a great deal and a great contract over there with them. And they basically told me that I wasn't going to come back that first year. And, you know, I wanted to do everything I could to try and prove them wrong, that I could be back. And, you know, I was... I was eligible to come back. I had thrown in, you know, some rehab games, and everything felt great. And we just weren't, you know, as a team, we weren't where we wanted to be, so they didn't want to risk anything. So, you know, like they said, they, you know, shut it down early, and I had a good off season and treated it like I would any other off season. And I came in this year ready to go for them, and, um, you know, not once did they ever push me or make me feel uncomfortable over there. I mean, it was always a nice, relaxed environment, and. Um, you know the training staff I can't say enough about those guys over there who you know really took me in and you know they got me right and got me back on my feet and uh you know got me to where I am now and where I'm able to get out there and throw the ball every five days it's, it, it's a great story I mean were you ever worried I mean this is second Tommy John your first Tommy John was in high school correct yeah it was in high school it was in 07 so I mean there was a good a good separation between the two dates so I mean that's kind of another reason I wasn't too worried uh, you know, just because of the longevity of the, you know, the surgery. So um, coming back this time around, I always feel like I put my, my trust and faith into the trainers that are there to help me. You know, Dr. Ahmad, who did my surgery, you know, I trust, you know, I put every put all my trust in their hands that they're going to do a great job, and everybody did. And, uh, you know, then my side of it is to put in the work and do what they tell me not to do too much, but also have that good communication of, you know, if I feel something to let them know and otherwise just, you know, keep grinding. When did you know you were back? When did you know that, like, this was going to be what we're seeing right now was going to be possible? I mean, even when I started playing catch, I knew, I knew like, I was feeling good and had a good chance of, you know, gaining my velocity back. I knew that um, everything felt free and easy and just putting in that time and all that hard work at the beginning of the season and going through the setback that I had and coming back from that, um, you know, I was I was really surprised with my accuracy and being able to command the ball and you know I just continued to build off of that and I think going through that that surgery I'll, I feel like a lot of players get into a, a routine where they feel like they have to do the same thing and have the same uh, preparation and you know they get a little superstitious and stuff like that but you know when you're rehabbing it's it's really tough to to be like that because things change on on a fly you know the rain a game gets rained out or you know you get pushed back a day or two so. I try and just treat it like that every day, and you know, if I get to pitch, I get to pitch, and if I have to do other things, then I'll I'll just roll with it. You know, I can't predict the future. So, was there a game where you was there a game that said there it is? I mean, I would have to say my first game back when I pitched against Oakland when I had the six no hit innings, and then I came out with like 70, 70 something pitches. Uh, you know, just because I wasn't built up all the way yet. Yeah. I had a I had a really rough outing on my last rehab start in Triple I think I gave up eight runs in four innings. Uh, I think I'd thrown you know right around my mark of seventy pitches. But by the time I came back, I'd been pushed back uh, I think two or three days. So it had you know I had uh, like eight or nine days rest, and you know I didn't have that many ups. I had gone six innings, and that was the most I'd thrown in you know years you know a year and a half two years almost so yeah but well it's so when we talk about that moment you're walking off the mound 
um, here at Fenway Park. Does any of that creep in? Like, does, does any of that creep in about getting reflective on it? And you've had probably other moments where you could be reflective. But as you said before, this is a, this is a defining moment. This is a signature moment. Does yesterday, when you were going through that, do you think about that? Or are you just like, hey, you know what, I'm just going to keep riding this? I mean, just a little bit of both. I mean, I definitely wanted to keep riding it, but I mean, again, you know, every I feel like everybody wants to be in this situation, you know, on the mound in the a Yankees Red Sox rivalry, and especially with the way we've been playing. You know, we're in first place in all of baseball, and um, everybody's feeding off one of another. We're having fun out there on the mound, and um, you know, with this atmosphere and these fans getting involved as much as they are, especially with the Yankees in town, it's been a lot of fun pitching in front of them. So you look at you look at. Um, you're pitching really well right now. You te- you technically, I guess, had gone through a contract here when you were released, right? I mean, you've gone through that process. So, and I've asked other guys this: is that you don't want like the the future to creep in, but having having this be the first chi- time you actually get a chance to do this, you know, potentially healthy, potentially rolling contract year. Mm-hmm. Do you think about it? <laughs> no, I mean, again, like I said, I don't like to try and think about the future. You know, baseball's hard enough trying to focus one start at a time, and I try and take it day by day, and you know, when the season's over, I'll have time to reflect on that, and you know, as long as I can put in the work now, and everything should be good by that time when it comes. Yeah, because I, I, I actually told your manager this yesterday. Rich Hill made a lot of money in four starts here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not about how you start, you know, the season. It's about how you finish, and if you can finish on a strong note, then you know, I feel like that uh, it means a lot. When you when you look at when we because we did the exercise where everyone did the exercise of all right, what pitchers are available at the trade deadline and you see the now are you like are you an MLB trade rumors guy or do you not pay attention to what's going on? No, I mean when all that trade rumors and stuff were going on, I tried to you know keep it in, in the back of my mind and really not pay any attention to it. You know, I'm not I don't have any social media or anything. I like know nothing. 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 Zero. That's that's nutty. Did you ever have it at one point, like MySpace or something? Or I had MySpace, but <laughs> I was never big on posting anything. And I had Facebook at one point too, but I, I got rid of that. You did why people? Yeah, I mean, I made my your first, catfish. I made my debut. No, I made my debut with the Dodgers, and I had maybe 130, 200 friend requests and messages, and I was just like. A lot of the people I never talked to and some people I didn't even know. So I was like, you know, if you have my cell phone number, be, <laughs> you know, it's a lot easier that way. So the, how about, so no urge to Twitter? No, never? Twitter, Instagram, nothing like Not that. Not even like a burner account where you follow people without no Really? I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> uh, a couple quick questions. Um, so so you're just, you're just right now I lost my toilet, lost my train of thought. But anyway, no Twitter. Um, and so, which serves you well in a place like, I mean, I, you can see the value of no, I'm not having that, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, just something about it. I, I want no part of it for whatever reason, but I don't know. You don't read anything? What do you mean? You don't read, I mean, do you read articles? I read the MLB app. That's about oh, it. There you go. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll let the writer for the MLB app know that. <laughs> um, and you went and you're from, you're from the same hometown as Nolan Ryan. You met him, obviously, probably. Yeah, I've, I've met him one time. You know, like going through high school, I always missed him. Uh, he had started his his uh, tenure with the uh, the Rangers and stuff like that. Uh, I met him when I was with the Yankees, I believe, in 2015. 
after his heart I had against him, you know, and the next day he came out there and he was on the field and I got the opportunity to talk to him and, you know, kind of thank him for everything that he's done for me along the way. So there's just no street cred. You get street cred for, like, having the same hometown as Nolan Ryan now? Nah, I mean, I, I get it a lot, but, you know, those are some mighty big shoes to fill. All right. Anything? Anything you want to ask? I always anything you want to ask about the Boston media about. So, so my my thing. Okay. So New York versus Boston media. You've been here for like two days, right? Everyone likes to compare it. Brief glimpse. Brief glimpse so far. How would you compare? I don't know. I mean, I feel like they're all kind of the same. Yeah. I mean, you got your, you know, I, a lot of questions, but I mean, I feel like they're all pretty much the same. Any questions about where, what to do, where to go? Anything about the Boston media at all? Nothing. I got nothing. All right. Well, I, I want to at least present the opportunity to you. Uh, all right, Nathan. What's your middle name? Edward. Nathan Edward Novaldi. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nano spray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand-new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Tired of companies like Google and Facebook watching everything you do online? There's actually a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more. All for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with a push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. We turn the spotlight onto all the biggest plays across the league with coverage of every single game and access to exclusive stats and content for your favorite teams. MLB Big Inning brings fans exclusive live look-ins and breaking highlights every single day. Catch select pre- and post-game coverage or check out new MLB originals for a deeper dive into your favorite teams and ballparks. Subscribe now at MLB.tv and start streaming. That's MLB.tv. Blackout and other restrictions apply.